Hello again, Nailers fans, and welcome in to another edition of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour presented by the 19th hole. The Nailers are coming off of a terrific week of hockey as they swept three games, one from the Jacksonville Icemen, one from the Indy Fuel, and then to wrap things up against the Fort Wayne Comets. So those are three exciting reasons to come see the team in action this week as they return to West Bank Arena. They will play four games this week, all on home ice, Wednesday, a 7-10 face-off against the Fort Wayne Comets. And then the South Carolina Stingrays come in on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday and Saturday are 7-10. Sunday is 4-10. And, of course, Friday is another Frosty Friday with $2 beer specials. So for this show today, we dive into it with a couple of first-year players who have been here for the length of the season. Well, one of those guys actually went up to the AHL for a bit of time, but they've been in the organization from day one. We have forward Sean Jostling and defenseman Matt Miller. And guys, first of all, congratulations on a big week last week. I'm sure that feels extremely good, and the locker room's probably got some extra jumping it this week, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, energy's up for sure this week. Practice is good today. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know the guys are pretty pumped up about getting three in a row there, so hopefully we can keep this train rolling. Well, you've got the home games coming up this week. Uh, for both of you guys as first-year pros, what's it been like? What's the adjustment been like? What did you know about the area coming in, and how has it kind of been for you in year number one? Uh, I didn't really know what to expect coming in. Um, you know, I just heard it was a small little city um you know but it's been it's been great first year for me i mean the guys are awesome here um and a year like this there's nothing really to do so it's nice that we're all in the same building and, and able to keep each other uh keep each other going and you know make as much fun as we can Melzi, what about for you yeah no, absolutely it's a good uh you know first year for i think everybody playing right now is pretty lucky to be playing and uh you know me personally close to home so pretty fortunate there but i think in terms of hockey um it's just getting comfortable with the new play uh, play up style here. Like uh, he was, oh, I was college, and it's a little different, you know, uh, play style. But um, I think it's going good so far. When you guys first came in, and like Sean, you touched upon, not everybody's playing this year. So did that make training camp that much more competitive? Where a lot of times you guys, both first year players, out of good programs, out of the O, out of D one NCAA, you're probably in pretty good shape. But all of a sudden now, you've got guys really in a tussle to try and keep spots. And ultimately, the fact that you guys have gotten to as far as you have says a lot about what the impact you guys have made on the coaching staff. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know we've had what 50 guys come through here so uh you know going into training camp you're not knowing if you're gonna play this year or not so you know you're trying to give it your all uh weird year like this you never you never know so what about for you matt yeah exactly like you said it's just this this type of year um you know your job's never really safe with this many people waiting to play you know but um I think it's going well so far. I like that you mentioned how many guys have come through here because that is extremely unusual. The number's 45 who have appeared in at least one game. And for you who's been here all year, Sean, like is that an adjustment of who's playing on your left and in your center position constantly? Who do you like playing with so far? <laughs> um, you know, I like sticking with uh, Alf and Fights. Both of them are great players, uh, highly skilled. Fights, he, uh, you know, he's a shooter. He's all-around player. But, you know, like you said, um, you know, the lines change every game. Injuries, guys coming in, guys getting released. So, you know, I just think you just have to adapt to it and, you know, play your game. 
Two highly skilled players you mentioned there in Matt Alfaro and Austin Fighton, and that's kind of what my guess was going to be for you, not having watched you live before, but I look at your numbers in the OHL, you were a leading scorer for Sarnia, but one of the things I didn't expect from you is you got a little nasty side to you. Where'd that come from? <laughs> I don't know. You know, at the next level, you always <laughs> got to give a, give a little more and try and chip into, you know, all the areas of the game, so I think that's something that's that's you know bringing being brought back into hockey is is fighting so try and add that to the resume did you do that much at all in juniors or was it every once in a while if the uh, guy you right? not as much as here but i don't know try and mix in a couple every year there you go what about for you milsey because you seem to have hit it off lately with patrick mcnally as the d partner yeah no we, we've been playing really well uh together i think i first game back when I got sent back down we were together and we had a good uh, stint I know he was he had a tough plus minus at the time and then uh, since then we've helped him get it down a bit but uh, we just seem to be uh, we read off each other really well he's a really efficient player um, he knows the game well he's been playing it for a while but um, again like he said you got to be ready to play with anybody on every night so I find that pairing fascinating and I talked about this a little bit on the broadcast this weekend because McNally offensive defenseman you look at the numbers he's in the top five in deep points I look at you coming out of Ohio State where you were primarily looked upon as an offensive defenseman and you're both lefties too so the fact that you both play the same style you both shoot the same hand you wouldn't think that word worked so well why does it you know I don't know I think about it the same way as you um I think we we both kind of switch our style up just a little bit to make sure it works between us but uh but I, I played right side for my last three years uh, at school anyway so I'm pretty well adapted to that but no, you're right it doesn't make sense how well it kind of goes is an adjustment playing on the right side I mean like you said you've done it before but when you get taught how to do it for the first time what's that like it's weird it's it's definitely odd because you learn systems from you know your left side almost your whole life and then just like that you got to learn it from you know what it's like playing on the right side but uh, uh just some uh, adjustments of practice and then come game time it's not that big of a deal Let's talk some more about your guys' first years here. Both of you got to experience your first pro goals, which is obviously a big highlight. What are some of the other things that you've enjoyed about the pro lifestyle, the pro games, some of your favorite games that you played so far? Um, I just I like the the atmosphere of all the guys being together. Uh, you know, I know it's not like this everywhere else, but just the guys living in the same building. Uh, you know, we've we've grown so much as a team and and we're so close so you know I try to enjoy the little things off the ice I know uh, I've said this already but like a year like this there's not a lot of fun going on so you know we try to make a time of it you mentioned the living together and I don't think I've really ever dove into this particular scenario on the power hour but for you playing major junior billet families so while yes you guys are connected in a way it's almost like you're living on your own in a way, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I had great billets back in Sarnia. Uh, great family. The guys still hang out just as much, so it's been the same. Did you guys have multiple players go to the same family? I had that in Lewiston with a few of my guys where they would <laughs> end up with multiple guys to the same family, or were you pretty much one per? Um, it just depends on the billets if they want to – house two or three guys or just one i was alone but there were a couple guys that lived together gotcha and what is that like because i mean do they basically act as your parents away from the rink or away from home yeah they're just like another family um you know obviously treat them the same um i was fortunate to get awesome billets you know they treated me like their own so it was a great experience 
All right, Matt, what about for you? First off, we'll start with your first pro year. You had your first pro goal. You got a call up to the AHL. You got AHL games. That's fantastic. What have you taken away from this year? Um, you know, the, the, the hockey here, it's been, it's been, it's been really good. Um, it's all just a learning curve so far. But, um, you know, some of these games that we get out of, like this, this weekend, for instance, you know, that's exciting. That's, these are weekends you don't forget, you know, ones that could, uh, you know, kind of turn a season around. What was the bus ride back like on the way home? Good energy, some some good vibes in the bus back the the whole time. Yeah, it was, we made it up the whole time. It was fun. I believe it. And we're going to dive into more of your amateur days, NCAA and OHL during the next segment too. But you know, what's the lifestyle change been like for you? I mean, you went to a big D one school here, Ohio State, which everybody's very familiar with in this area. Did you guys go the dorms? Did you guys go apartments? What what was your lifestyle like? Uh, we did apartments. It's actually pretty similar here you know they say college you know is the closest teams in terms of like uh, relationships because it's four years you're in the same place with the same people for the most part then i come here and it's almost the same thing we're all next door to each other in a building and we walk 30 feet to the rink um so it's really not that big of an adjustment at all so far that's good what about the games though that's the one thing i always hear from guys especially coming from college where now you're at game 41 42 this week and that's about your max when you're playing a college schedule yeah, no, I got I got hurt last year too, so I only played twenty some games, and so I mean I'm already ten past that, and we have you know a halfway point. So, uh, it's it, but at the same time we practice a lot less, you know, a couple of days off here and there, um, but it's a big difference, it's a big change. What do you like about the style of play, pro versus college? College is definitely a little bit more systematic and defensive. Um, we're here, you got some you got some talent. I mean, some skill you didn't really see too much at the college level. You see. Jolie and guys like that, for instance, and even Josser, <laughs> some of the stuff they can do. And then, uh, and then there's this, obviously the fighting side here where you can't do in college. And I remember my first pro shift, Droby didn't even come on the ice with his gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who I was against. Uh, McGrath. McGrath, yeah. That was my first pro shift, and here comes Droby. So uh, it's a big change from college, for sure. That was your first pro shift? That was my first pro shift. <laughs> and it lasted for seconds? Yeah, seconds. I thought I was joining a rush, and then I see gloves flying. Well, two gloves flying. <laughs> Drew didn't have his, and then I turn around and then watch him beat the wheels off of him. So so was that your aha pro moment? Exactly. Yeah, exactly what that is. That's something I'll tell my friends and family forever there. Did you ever have an aha pro moment? Um. I don't know. That brawl was pretty cool. I, I <laughs> yes. enjoyed that. I've never been in a game with a goalie fight, um, so that was a pretty cool moment for me. You were not in it, or were no, you? No, I wasn't in it. <laughs> were you hopping up? Were you hoping to hop the bench? I mean, I'm sure it would have been pretty cool to be on the ice, get some cool pictures, but. <laughs> I think the in addition to the the goalie fight itself, I think my favorite part of that was Adam Smith on the bench just being a complete <laughs> yeah. lunatic. Yeah, we talked about it. We tried to rewatch the video, and you see Smitty going nuts yeah. on the bench, banging his stick. Bananas. Yeah, cheering. <laughs> you guys were joking around off the air a little bit too about some of the chirps that go on on the ice, and I won't make you go into some of the specifics on who says what to who, but. How much fun is that to be part of it? And do you really get engaged in that? Because I feel like you out of anybody would probably do it. Um, yeah, you know, we get a lot of board games going like Catan. Um, I mean, a guy like me, I'm probably top two on the team. Um, Fightsy's probably number one at that game. And then Marino's brutal. He's terrible at this game. 
But other than that, we play another game called Marbles. Yeah. Um, I think Pritchie's probably the worst at that one. Yeah, Pritchie's, experience. Pritchie's pretty bad, but yeah. um, it, it, it gets pretty heated. Uh, I know Rivs is always trying to target me. I don't know <laughs> why, but, you know, it, it kind of travels to the on ice and, you know, you give them an extra whack in practice or something. So, With how much you play Indian Fort Wayne, has that gotten to a point where it's gone to a level of non-stop chirping because you know those guys so well? Or have you used up everything and it's like, all right, yeah, see ya. I've seen you 8,000 times. Like I've told you everything I can possibly do to annoy (laughs) you and we're done with this. It almost seems like it's kind of slowed down a bit and then – the next thing you know, somebody hits a goalie or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so who knows where it'll be tomorrow? But um, but yeah, is that what you noticed too? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, the guys were talking early in the season about this, saying what's going to go on. Um, I don't know. We've had a pretty good rival with both Fort Wayne and Indy, so I mean, it's cooled down a little bit, but I I think it's going to be going the whole year here. What do you think of the weekend we got South Carolina? You haven't seen those guys since January. That'll be a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah, no, I, they're a fast team. I don't, I don't remember too much from when we did play them, but I know they're fast team and a little really yeah, skilled. Yeah, they're fast and skilled. I think uh, you know we've we've started to play really good in our in our own barn. I think we started to learn it a lot more than other rinks. So um, you know, coming in here, we, we should be fine. Have you guys run into a lot of friends on different teams this year, whether it's guys from college, NCAA, or even growing up for that matter? Every once in a while, yeah, you'll play, you'll, you'll look at a roster and be like, oh, that's a buddy from, you know, home or something like that. And it's nice to give him a bump or something. Yeah, there's, uh, I think there's a couple guys I've seen so far this year that I've played with or against in the O, so it's pretty, pretty cool. You mentioned giving a bump. It's kind of funny because I feel like back in the day that would be very discouraged. You're supposed to hate the opposition. Like, you know, I grew up in New England and everybody talks about all oh, the Red Sox and the Yankees. They're never supposed to be best friends, but you see Big Poppy hugging A Rod. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, what, what's that like? Because I even see, like, in Wichita, you've got Joe Lee and Canyon and Hunt and Fournier all skating together like old chums. Uh, yeah, you know. Maybe a little bit in between the whistles, but when the puck's dropped, uh, I know the friends are off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in between the whistles, it's yeah anybody's game. But uh, but no, yeah, like during warm ups or something is usually when you give a guy a tap or something. Any chirping in warm ups, or is that uh, is that kind of a rarity? Not from us. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I'm never really skating by the red line, no. but you know you definitely do hear some guys chirping, getting it going pretty early. You know, get the pot stirring. Yeah, you so. got Drobot patrolling the red line yeah. there, doing his job. Yeah, <laughs> making yeah. sure you guys can warm up safely without <laughs> any hassle. That's good. Pretty, pretty quiet at the red line when we got Marino Hunt, <laughs> Drobot. Yeah, it's crickets out there. I, I definitely noticed that, especially one of the last times Fort Wayne was in town, and I was like, "Oh, you guys aren't going to do any uh, shenanigans <laughs> off the ice." Okay, good enough. Yep. We'll just we'll just roll with that as is. You can see the Nailers take on the Fort Wayne Comets tomorrow night. That's a seven ten, or actually, it'd be tonight seven ten. Off at West Banco Arena, and then on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's the South Carolina Stingrays for a 710, a 710, and a 410. You can get those tickets right online at wheelingnailers.com. It's the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour presented by the 19th Hole with Matt Miller and Sean Jostling. More after this on the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank. It's time for segment number two of our Wheeling Nailers Power Hour as the Nailers get ready for a busy stretch of home games. They will play 
five of them in the next week or so. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week, and then next Wednesday as well. You can get your tickets at wheelingnailers.com. We'll see the Comets first and then a dose of South Carolina for three before wrapping up on Wednesday against Indy before the guys hit the road for a couple. Our Power Hour guests today are Matt Miller and Sean Jostling. And as we always do, we got things started with some hockey talk, but let's get into some of the backgrounds for you guys. Who wants to be my leadoff hitter today? Matt Miller wants to be my leadoff hitter. All right, so Matt, you are a local dude from the Pittsburgh area. You got Ohio for the birthplace. So where did you spend most of your childhood? Uh, in Ohio. I was in Ohio for, I think, the first 15 years of my life, 13, 14 years of my life. Yeah. How was the youth hockey there? Well, that's the thing. There wasn't much, so we had to kind of commute to Pittsburgh, um, where RMU plays, uh, Neville Island, actually, just outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, so we had to go there four, five, six times a week, me and my brother playing. So it was huge for my, my parents to be able to get us out there, but yeah, not much hockey out there. So were you an Arctic Fox then? Uh, Pittsburgh Hornet. Ah, yeah, okay. Before it went, I think they're the Junior Pens now or whatever, but they were the Hornets back then. Me and my brother played for them for a good decade or so. Were you guys teammates ever, or were you always separated? Because I know there's an age gap there. No, he's two years older than me, and then <laughs> he's just been so good since he was a kid. So he played <laughs> played with kids five years older than him. Gotcha. So you played there. Uh, what did you do? High school, juniors? What's that? Because that's a, this, an interesting process now, too, where a lot of kids growing up in the States, it used to just be high school, and then maybe I go to prep, but it seems like the junior game is starting to, to grow a lot. Yeah, it's all based off uh, location in terms of some of those high schools and prep schools. I know Ohio PA isn't really one of those states that uh, is big in that. So I ended up just playing AAA until uh, I got uh, – recruited in the ushl and then where i ended up playing three years in youngstown which again is like you were saying really close to where i was born actually like three miles from where i was born so i got to play pretty close to home again for three years you got a really nice then so then the doors open and here comes ohio state and was it again the home thing or what was the attraction there yeah it was a it was a big decision and it for sure i've been near home for so long i got a big support group that loves to come watch me play every night so I know uh, they would have followed me wherever, but probably a little easier for them, you know, being so close. You went to a school that is a D1 powerhouse football school. Like, we've had guys who have played in major hockey schools. What's it like to be on Ohio State's campus? Oh, it was, it was different, that's for sure. I mean, being on that campus when there's a football game is one of the craziest things I've ever been a part of, but... uh you know, playing for the name itself, it gave you some pride when you played, for sure. And some of the um, rivalries that came with the football, you know, with Michigan, obviously, Notre Dame, some of those schools, it, it's pretty unreal. I don't think, you know, there's any other place in hockey where you can get that. So Michigan's the number one rival even in the hockey side of things? Yeah, 100%. We would put we put eight to 10,000 in our building for those games. Wow. What's it like roaming the, the halls and, and, you know, I'm assuming that the football players pretty much get the carpet rolled out for them, right? Yeah, no, they get whatever they want and they should. I mean, they're the reason we got all that money coming in, but um, so we owe a lot to those guys, but yeah, they're, they're kings on that campus for sure. Good environment for the hockey games though? Awesome. Yeah. As long as the football team wasn't playing, you know, that <laughs> night or something, we had a good following. Did you guys get some tickets to go see the football games? We uh so we ended up doing, we had like three or four really good years when I was there we were fortunate enough and so 
um, the home opener for the football team, we'd always get to go to the game as a team, um, watch the first half, and then they uh, kind of recognize us during halftime. So we get to go, yeah, center field there and just being out there and surrounded by 110,000 people. It kind of puts it in perspective what these guys do. You know, we're playing in front of how many and they're <laughs> going to war every night in front of that. So it was you know, it was a pretty uh, unique experience. Yeah, what's it like standing in front of 110,000 people? That's got to be nuts. Humbling, yeah. It's, it's kind of jaw-dropping. You know, when you look around, it's just, it just feels like infinite amount of people. You mentioned you get a chance to go to opening night and get recognized, but what about some of the other games? I know they probably have a student section, but those have to be – like, did you ever get a chance to go to a Michigan game? Did you get a chance to go to one of the other rivals? Uh, no, not, not, those tickets, I think, have been sold out for like 20 years for some of those rivalry really? games. Really? Yeah, good luck getting into those games. But, um, no, some of the videos and stuff that you'll see on social media, that student section, though, is, is incredible. Does the campus get hopping around those weekends? Yeah, yeah. It's almost more fun, yeah, to be not at the game and just be in one of the other million cool places at the you know start of the game there. How close is your apartment to campus? Uh, pretty close. Maybe half a mile, you know, right there. I, I lived uh, kind of close to downtown Columbus there, and that's it's a big up-and-coming city, so you had options, and everyone in the city loves the football, obviously, so everywhere was kind of bumping for the games. What'd you study there? Uh, I originally was an uh, accounting major, and then I switched to uh, business, like uh, IT, like um, just coding and programming, computer stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That seems to be kind of like this generation now, picking up a lot of the technological things. What made you make the switch? Uh, it's something that uh, my mother's done in the past, and she kind of wrote me into to giving it a look. And then when I started it, I kind of fell in love with doing some of that stuff, so I decided to pursue it. What have you dove into? Like you mentioned the coding. Have you gotten a chance to experience anything where you've been able to make something? Or Yeah, yeah. Some of those classes, they just teach you some of the basics, and then they give you a month to, you know, make a program and make sure it runs right and everything. And, uh, you know, it just shows you a little patience, to be honest. Yeah, because it is tough, but uh, kind of like the end work is like what it's worth. What'd you make? Um, I made a couple different programs. One I uh, made for clipping uh, shifts, actually. Oh, no like way. hockey, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was probably the coolest one I've done. But some, I mean, there's some people that we've seen in class that were pretty cool. Some cool stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. What do you think you'd make? I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know. Probably something similar to the the shift clipping. I think that's pretty, pretty yeah. cool, pretty elite. You wouldn't go down a video game path? I don't know. I don't. I feel like that would be way too much yeah, work. That's too much for me. Yeah. You haven't mentioned video games. You mentioned like the Marvels that you guys play and Catan. You haven't really dove into video games. Uh, Is that not your speed? We've kind of laid off the video games a bit. We were we were into the chill a bit. Actually, we were playing yesterday. <laughs> were you some, some NHL? Yeah, we got a little season going. So, but that's about it for now. Are you guys playing as teammates or? <laughs> we had uh, five guys on one team. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Who do you play as? Whoever. Well, Millsy has like a custom team. Yeah, you can you just like draft a team kind of. Okay. So, cool. yeah, a bunch of everybody. You can you can be a GM and draft players and trade players and do all that cool stuff. So. Do you create your own team names or do you just pick one out of the game and use it? Uh, depends. I think Some, we just picked yeah. one of the ones they had. Yeah. 
Who, so how does this work with five guys on a team? Because, you know, I usually only <laughs> played with one or two growing up. This is a new new chapter here. Um, everyone's got a lock on a player. So, like, if you're right wing, you got to stay right wing all game. Uh, I know I like to, to spam my guy around and trade off guys, but I can't do that with five guys. So do you typically go based on the positions that you play in real life, or is it a, a mess of who gets what? Uh, whatever the computer gives us. Yeah, it's a mess for sure. Really? Yeah. But if I'm stuck on D, you won't see me in the D zone, I'll <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> who else plays with you guys? Uh, Pritchie, Rivera, yeah. uh, Foles. That's about it. No goalies, Smitty. huh? No. No goalies. No goalies. No. And you're playing in NHL season, or are you playing in the you know ligas or whatever? Over you the you can sim games if you don't want to play them, but you can play the whole season if you want to. Okay. So like guys will get injured, and you'll have to put new guys on your roster and stuff like that. Are you playing in NHL? Are you playing in the NHL? Or? Yeah, yeah, NHL. Okay. Yeah. You didn't want to go to CHL. You didn't want to rip on no. Indian Fort Wayne fifty-five thousand more times. <laughs> no, sick of seeing those guys. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about your upbringing and whatnot. Toronto area, right down in Toronto or suburbs? No, suburbs. I'm on the outside in Scarborough. Okay, so. that's not too far. You no, got the it's zoo like, there? Yeah, yeah, Scarborough Zoo. Uh, it's about 20 minutes downtown, no traffic, hopefully. But that's there's cool. always traffic, so. <laughs> yeah, I went there as a kid, so I actually am familiar with that area a little bit. Um, I'm assuming hockey was pretty much the easy uh, choice for you um so when i was younger my dad wanted to put me in golf oh really yeah he was a big golfer and my mom actually put me in hockey wow and i kind of stuck with hockey wish i would have stuck with golf a little bit <laughs> a little bit longer but how is the golf game um i actually just got into golfing last summer so oh, wow. um i didn't re i usually golfed about once or twice a summer until last summer and I started going three three times a summer so um I've enjoyed it so much uh you know especially with the year last last summer and this summer coming up uh everything's closed so there's nothing to do other than go golfing and it, and it kills a bunch of time so well that works out well for you yeah did you know you were going major junior the whole time um well it was kind of tricky because I wasn't drafted so I didn't know Oh. which route I was going to go. So I played midget for a year, and then I got invited to Sarnia camp and then just made the team and played there. Well, that worked out for you. <laughs> yes. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a great experience. I got to play all four years there, so it was good. That's awesome. What about for an educational side of things? I know that you get the classes up there. Is it something that you've thought about? Have you thought about, you know, you're – what 21 22 right now so yeah you're, you're you're a young one so obviously this is way down the road <laughs> but have you dove into anything exciting um no not when i was in the o but um you get a school package for playing some guys have different contracts but you get your school paid for after the o okay so you can take your school package and go to school for free i think you have up to 16 months maybe but so you kind of got to make your mind up. If you wait past those 16 months, then package is gone. You got to pay for it yourself. Gotcha. Do you have any lifetime passions that you think you might pursue? Um, no, not really. I know my dad owns a business. It's HVAC. So I've I've worked with him growing up my whole life. So 
I mean, that would be something I'm interested in. Very cool. That's awesome. And you mentioned that you, you're just starting to take up golf a little bit. What else did you do growing up? Was it all hockey? Did you do any baseball? Uh, lacrosse, actually. No way. I played <laughs> lacrosse all my life up until, I don't know, I was six, 15. And then I had to shut it down for hockey. So, I mean, I always enjoyed it, box lacrosse and field. I was more of a box guy. It gets a little bit more rough out there. Uh, lots of fun, though. That's what we in the States call indoor lacrosse because we mm-hmm. don't have <laughs> fancy names like box to put on it like you guys do. <laughs> yeah. Is it kind of like hockey in the sense where you bang each other around? Uh, yeah, I would say it's it's pretty rough. Um, kind of the same setup other than like, you know, you kind of just set the ball up more and it's, it's less pace, but um, very similar. What about your fandoms growing up? All Toronto? All Toronto. Jays, Raptors, yeah. Leafs, Leafs, yeah. Argos. I'm not a big football guy. I I came here and I didn't realize how how much people loved football till I came here and um, one of my first roommates had the football game on. He had a football game on the TV, and he had two going on the laptop. So three different games. I was like, holy surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. So Leafs first, and then does it go Jays or after? What's, Raptors. What's the order? I would go Leafs, uh, Raps, then Jays, then we'll go Argos. Okay. TFC maybe. Hey, your Jays beat the Yankees two out of three this week. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That's great news. Yeah. Not for your assistant coach, but for me, <laughs> love it. Absolutely. Pirates, Steelers, Penguins? Uh, Pens since birth. That was, uh, okay. My old man and uh, my mom watched them win the cup, I think, uh, 91 or I think that sounds right. And uh, shortly after then had my brother and me and just instantly, you know, they fell in love with the game. So uh, I grew up uh, going to Pirates games and some Steelers games. I've never really been diehard into any other sport uh, other than hockey, to be honest, though. So what happens when your brother gets to go head-to-head against the Penguins? That must be a really <laughs> yeah. interesting moment. Yeah, I'm hoping the Pens win, but my brother has five goals. <laughs> uh, is that the same for your parents, too? Yeah. Oh, no, they want my brother to win every game, you know. They, they kind of let go of the Pens at that point. Well, it's got to be nicer now that your brother's in the Western Conference. I mean, not so much that they can't see him as yeah. much play live, but you don't have that uh, constant confliction with the with them playing the Penguins. Yeah, exactly. Whose side would they choose if you were on the Pens? Oh. Your side? Yeah, whatever side I'm on, <laughs> uh, they're choosing. <laughs> was, was that like a dream come true when uh, you signed the contract and they're like, oh, man, you're playing in the Penguins organization? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. No, it was cool. It was definitely cool. My family was ecstatic. That's awesome. That's segment number two of our Wheeling Nailers Power Hour presented by the 19th Hole. We have Nailers Hockey tonight at 7-10 against the Fort Wayne Comets. And then on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all against the South Carolina Stingrays. Get your tickets now at wheelingnailers.com. The boys are going to try and make it four in a row against Fort Wayne. This is the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank. Final segment of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. Getting ready for a whole lot of Wheeling Nailers hockey this week. Four games on home ice. Wednesday at 7-10 against the Fort Wayne Comets. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all against the South Carolina Stingrays. You can get your tickets at 
wheelingnailers.com. We're having some fun with Matt Miller and Sean Jostling. And right before the break, we were talking, uh, Matt, a little bit. Uh, I, I try to avoid this uh, a little just because I want to talk mainly about you. But, you know, elephant in the room, obviously. You have an NHL brother, yeah. so that's got to be pretty cool, right? Oh, awesome. You know, it's uh, you know I'm his number one fan, I'd say. But uh, it's good uh, having him as in my support group there to talk to after games, stuff like that. And I've kind of been the, that guy for him, you know, in terms of, you know, those late night texts, like if you played horrible, if you played good, you know. How much do you guys watch each other? Uh, as much as possible. I, I, I don't even watch NHL games really anymore. I just try to watch every one of his. Um, and it's nice. They play at 10, 11 o'clock at night over there in that time zone. So I play my games and then come home, I get to watch his. Um, and then he watches as much as he can. If he's on the road or whatever, we play four in a row so he can always usually catch at least one <laughs> there you go yeah. well that tends to work out well that, that's pretty cool and obviously your parents get a chance to watch you too and like you said you've got that sports system literally right up the road so you get a chance to see your family pretty often i assume right yeah absolutely i, I got at least four or five tickets down for feels like every game Perfect. That's awesome. Sean, what's it been like for you? Because I know there's the restrictions on the Canadian border. So, I mean, technology's wonderful. <laughs> Your parents can watch everything on Flow Hockey. They can call you up. They can FaceTime you. But have they had a chance to see you in person yet? Uh, no, not yet. Um, I know in junior, my parents used to come to every game they could just because it wasn't too far for travel. But I know if the borders were open, they'd, they'd try and be at as many games as they could be. But... Um, you know, like you said, with technology, I just FaceTime call them. So it's it's made it pretty easy. The fact that you guys are constantly playing, does that make it a little bit easier around the holidays where, like, normally you'd be going up home for Christmas or Easter or something like that? Does that kind of take a little bit of a load off just because you're constantly playing? Um, yeah, for sure. I know um, well, none of us are really allowed to go home for any of those things like Christmas and all that. Um, so, you know, when we have that time off, we try to just chill out, hang out with each other and, you know, take it easy, get away from the rink, get our minds off that stuff and, you know, just try and enjoy it. I talked to Matt in the last segment about, you know, Ohio State playing the Michigans of the world and whatnot. And, and you mentioned your family getting a chance to see you play quite a bit in juniors. Were there certain places that were really fun to play in different cities that whether it was the city themselves whether it was the atmosphere of the building or or something that you really enjoyed uh for sure um you know the the rinks like london i think they fit ten thousand. i think that's the most in the o um that place is always electric we would always play there new year's eve and new year's day oh wow and the place was always packed another rink kitchener always had a packed barn uh when we played them in playoffs in the second round their barn was the energy in that place was unreal uh those are probably my favorite two places to play did you have any like how hard were some of the trips because i know erie would not have been very close for you guys and who else did you have to go to saginaw too yeah saginaw um i think the furthest we went was ottawa really yeah it's nine nine hours that doesn't sound bad to some guys not i know bad. like <laughs> some of the guys in the dub who got to travel 18 hours 17 hours um but it's not that bad it's not that bad 
what's London like? Because I feel like they're good every year, so there's almost like an expectation that they're going to ice a good team every year. Yeah, uh, I'm not too sure. They always figure out a way to have one of the top teams in, in the league every year. Um, you know, it's easy to bring guys in when you have a rink like that, a city like that for recruiting. So, I don't know. I don't know. Sarnia was pretty pretty electric too. I know not the best city, but great fan base. Who was your natural rival? London. London? London. We would always battle with them, and we'd play them eight times a year. Wow. So four in our barn, four in theirs. But whenever we'd play them, we'd, there was always a, a lot of London fans in, in Sarnia. Really? Yeah, they would always travel, and you know, it'd get pretty, pretty loud in that building. In the first couple of segments, you've kind of touched on what the life has been like away from the rink, and I love the fact that you guys have dove into different games like the Catan and the Marbles and the NHL. Uh, what part of those have you enjoyed the most so far in your first season? Uh, probably the board games. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's 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 nice to battle with the guys off the ice. I know uh, we all get our laughs in. I mean, it's just always always fun with the guys, you know. Like I said, we always try to make the most of it and, and just enjoy. Yeah, we're kind of stuck in the, the apartments, so we, a little friendly competition. It kind of keeps things, you know, light, but at the same time, somebody, you know, you give somebody a shop or something <laughs> the next day, keep us busy. What's going to happen now that the weather gets warm? Are you getting the sticks out? For sure. Um, definitely weather like this, you know, beautiful out. Um, try and get out as much as you can because there's nothing else to do so when we have the chance i know I'll, we have a lot of golfers on our team we do so yeah has yeah. anybody chirped that they're the best <sighs> um marino thinks he's good because he can hit the ball 700 yards but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um foley claims he's good foley and and Cuzzer have a big rivalry you Which, can't put those two on the no. In the in the same group, they'll yeah. just chirp the whole time. Okay, they get they get angry at each other, which is pretty fun to watch. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> yeah, um, Courtsy's pretty good. Um, who else? We just all all the guys yeah. golf. We got a lot of good a lot golfers. Of golfers yeah. So Marino can obliterate the ball. Mm -hmm. You gotta assume. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, yeah. is it accurate? Next question. Here and there. Yeah. Here, here and there. Enough. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about a putter? Who's got a good short game? I don't know. Maybe I don't. Tom Lack can't. <laughs> Not with those <laughs> arms. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe Pritchy. Yeah, I'd say Pritchy. Pritchy's got, he's got touch. The, yeah. He's got the finesse. You yeah. guys are playing scramble mode. Who, who, who are you giving the putter to? You giving it to Pritchy? Yeah, Pritchy, Pritchy yeah. probably. He's got okay. the hands for sure. Gotcha. He's got the uh, the ice in his veins too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. You did a lot of golfing during last summer. What's your normal summer activities look like? Let's take a, a quarantine, a COVID out of the scenario. What do you like to do on a normal summer? I mean, like you said, it's just uh, a lot of golf. <laughs> but uh, family, for the most part, you try to get in touch with the people in the season that you, you can't. Um, I know for me, it's a lot of seeing my brother, a lot of seeing you know my family back home, and then uh, train with him. Um, and then usually we go golfing three, four times a week, you know. Um, besides that, yeah, skate when you can, ex uh, workout, um, golf, do some other fun stuff, keep you busy. You stay on the Ohio side during the summertime, or do you venture down to Pittsburgh at all, or what's your, what do you look like? Uh, 
we've almost all kind of migrated to the Pittsburgh side over yeah. the years. Yeah, I know my brother just got his uh, first house built um, right at the end of quarantine, so he'll be going back to that. And uh, both my mom and dad live out there now. Gotcha. What about for you during a normal summer? Um, when I come back, it's nice to see. I like to hang out with the friends and family a lot. Um, also get up to the cottage. I like to be on the on the beach, on the lake, doing fun stuff. Uh, whether it's tubing, kneeboarding, stuff like that. Uh, it's always always good to get up to the to the cottage. Important question. You are sitting in a room. There's a picture behind you, and there's a gentleman in the very front of the picture who you are very familiar with. He was the goaltending <laughs> coach of the Sarnia Sting, and uh, his name is Frankie Palazis, and he has a boat called the Cha. Have you ever been on the Cha? Do you know that the Cha exists? I have not been on the Cha, but Wardo has been on the Cha. <laughs> oh. Wardo has been on the Cha. I've heard... <laughs> Nothing but great things about it. Uh, I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun. I know he likes to bring it downtown Toronto and park up down there. So, you know, it's it's always nice down there in the summer. Beautiful view. Always good weather. Um, and there's lots of places to park it up and walk in, inland. Now that you're a pro as opposed to the player under the coach at the junior level, do you think that gets you the uh, the ticket to paradise? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. We'll have to see if we can pull some strength from Frankie on that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What was he like as a coach? Um, he was great. I know uh, he was always good to the guys, um, was there when he could be. Um, you know, but he was a lot closer with the, the goalies, of course, but I was always out there lighting them up pre-practice, <laughs> doing my thing. He would be telling me to shoot low. I'd go jar yeah ring it off the bar I, <laughs> yeah. i'm not surprised one bit just driving the goalies absolutely yeah. bananas in the in the warm-up sessions yeah let them know i'm not here to play games there you go all right let's talk about kitchen life because we are sponsored of course by the 19th hole which is one of our fabulous wheeling restaurants so what do you guys like to eat um i'm a breakfast guy you're a breakfast i'm guy. a breakfast guy any day any hour of the day breakfast breakfast for breakfast breakfast for lunch breakfast uh, for dinner i could yeah i could do it i think I'm uh I'm a breakfast guy too. I can't do it for lunch and dinner, but that's probably my favorite meal to make. Easiest. Easiest one to yeah. make. What do you like to make for it then? I'd like to make eggs, bacon, some hash browns, some toast and a smoothie. Nice. That's that's my go to wow. every morning. Yeah. That's solid. I like it. What about for you? Oh, I'm I'm too close, but uh, you know you you make your own breakfast every day before you go to the rink. You end up getting bored, so you mix it yeah. up with an omelet or something. <laughs> yeah. you know, some bread. But no, the smoothie's a good mix-up because you can eat a smoothie. It's like a any meal you want. But I've been doing that as well. Any particular fruits that you lean towards? Strawberry banana. That's a good call. Strawberry banana Classy. with some peanut yeah. butter, maybe some spinach. Yeah, gotta get your greens. In yeah. There. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Are you able to mask the flavor in it, like where it's still able to get you the good strawberry banana taste without having too much spinach? Like I don't have, I don't mind spinach on its own. Like I'll power it in on a sandwich or a salad, but like if I, if it's in a drink, I'm like, you know what? That's a little odd. You kind of figure out your touches yeah. throughout the year, how much to pour in. How, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, okay. it's been easy. So you're a big omelet guy. Yeah. Do you like to put certain things on it? Ah. Uh-huh. You know, as long as I got hot sauce on it, I could throw anything. <laughs> You're a hot sauce inside guy. Inside of it, yeah, yeah. How but, hot do you go? 
not crazy. You know, I, I still want to enjoy whatever I'm eating, but I, I can go pretty spicy, I think. Okay. Yeah, we'll I have to get you some it. 19th hole wings and see what you I, see. Oh, how high I you think can I could do it. Yeah. I can't do the, the spicy. A kid just can't do it. No. What's your go-to flavor? I'm I'm pretty plain. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like a mild or a barbecue. I can or do. What do you go to? I could do medium wings. Okay. But I'll be sweating. <laughs> okay. I will be sweating. Maybe honey garlic. Okay. Honey garlic. I usually uh, go with that. But can't do the spicy. Gotcha. What else do you guys lean towards for food? What What other uh, meals do you like for a dinner or a lunch or something like that? I wouldn't say like, but a lot. A lot, a lot of chicken and pasta. A lot of it, yeah. <laughs> yep. You guys got to get tired of that, though. Sure do. Yeah, yeah probably eat that four or five times a week. Depends how many games we play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, which that's going to be a lot of them this week. Yeah. Well, take that out of the equation. What If you got a chance, you can pick anything you want to eat. What are you eating? I'm going with the steak and potatoes, probably. There you go. I'm going greasy, a pizza. <laughs> All <laughs> a right. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Hooked on the grease. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys do your own cooking, or do you rely on teammates, or do you rely on the telephone? My room's pretty pretty good. We're kind of random every night, um, usually breakfast and, and lunch alone, and then if the guys want to make dinner together, it, it makes it just a lot easier on us for cleaning and stuff. But if not, we just do our own thing. Gotcha. What about for you? Uh, um Almost the exact same thing. You kind of on your own for the first few. I know <laughs> ribs is a ribs can cook. <laughs> yeah, can cook. He's always wants to cook for everybody. He cooks for Pritchy every morning. Um, but no, that guy can cook. Uh, but usually you do your own thing for the most part. It's such a random draw. I literally kind of pick and choose how I pick you guys because I don't know how close some of you are with each other. I had no idea that Rivera and Pritchard were as close as they were last week. Mm-hmm. That was solely because their teams were in the Frozen Four. That's the <laughs> only reason I picked them together. Yep. You guys, I feel like there's a dynamic there that you yep. guys have been pretty close this year. So, <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, it just kind of fascinating to see how that all comes together. So how what, what have you been like for the roommate situation? Like, as you mentioned, everybody's been kind of in and out. Have you been able to keep it similar, or has it been a revolving door? Revolving door. I've been with, I think, me and Foley have been together through the throughout the year, but we've had, I would say, three or four different roommates this year. I think I'm on seven, maybe eight. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah, I've 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 had some bodies <laughs> yeah. through my room. That's for sure. Been... Any favorites? <sighs> Ribs is a good Ribs and Pritchie, both of my roommates right now. They're they're good roommates. Yeah, they love to cook and they love to clean. So. <laughs> Winner, winner. Makes it Works. easy on you, yeah. Melzi. There you go. Sure what about uh, on your side of things? Um, yeah, you know, same thing. Uh, obviously, Foles is – I've been with him all year. We, I love him. I mean, uh, and then Smitty just came in. He's awesome too. He likes to cook. He likes to cook, uh, but he'll only do dinner. But uh, likes to clean, so it's it's been easy. Yeah, I know you talked about this a little bit. You know sometimes that I set things up. Would, <laughs> would you like to throw any chirps out that any, anybody does that bothers you? Do you have any snoring issues? Do you have any cleaning issues? Would, would you like to get anything off your chest? Um, yeah, Foles, always leaving stuff on the counter. <laughs> always, always leaving stuff. He doesn't like in the morning uh, I'll make breakfast or sometimes he'll be up before me. And he'll make his breakfast, but he'll put the pan in the sink, and he won't wash it until he's done eating. 
Uh, and that bugs me so much because I can't use the pans until they're clean. So I have to wake up, clean them, and then cook. Uh, but we've kind of made agreement that he'll just do that, and then he'll clean my pans after. So it's been fine. You want to get anything off your chest? <laughs> I got no complaints. Okay, no, I got no complaints. I keep my head down in these situations because <laughs> I'm the go. new target. After <laughs> yeah. <this>. <laughs> See, I, at, the, at our house, I usually cook, so the kids usually clean. That's usually how we, go. we work that magic. So that, Perfect. Well played. That tends to work out pretty well. Well, this has been a terrific show. I really appreciate both of you guys taking some time out of your day, and, and hopefully you get to enjoy some good weather for the rest of today. And I know that you guys have a busy week of games ahead, so keep the momentum train rolling. Let's go. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. We have had Matt Miller and Sean Jostling on today's episode of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. It's presented by the 19th Bowl. Catch the Nailers in action Wednesday night, 7-10 against the Comets, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the Stingrays. Get your tickets at wheelingnailers.com or by calling 304-234-GOAL. This has been a presentation of Nailers Hockey on the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank.